Tim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand You could never understand Feel the fortune flowing You know it isn't strange To me, the bicycle is in many ways a more satisfactory invention than the automobile. It is constant with the independence of man because it works under his own power entirely. There is no combustion of some petroleum product to set the pedals going. Purely mechanical instruments like watches and bicycles are to be preferred to engines that demand the purchase of power from foreign sources. The price of power is enslavement. schools are back, the traffic's back, and the Yarrabug Radio Show here on Radical Radio 3CR, we're back as well. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and, D- and Democracy Now. Nice to always get a bit of horrible news from the States, <laughs> as if we don't have enough. We've got a good show coming up. We're going to keep it very local, as in right in the Yarra area, and we're going to talk about how we get advice or we can push through agendas or bring up just niggling little problems in our local area and we're very lucky today we've got a tandem plus one going good morning faith good morning val good morning michael good morning val (laughs) Uh, i'm just going to slide past that a bit um look we have got a good show coming up and it is very good to be back here on 3CR. It is amazing how much a difference between Zoom and a live red button on the microphone means. <laughs> Faith, long time. You've saved up a hundred bicycle moments before we reach into our show. Yeah, well, it was. I have quite a few this morning. I, I was going to comment on that. Not just the traffic being back, but that slightly crazy energy about it again, which we've not had. But instead, um, I got stung by a bee on Saturday, which wasn't, you know, seemed reasonably okay once the initial pain had subsided. But it's it's now quite swollen and sore. It's my forearm. And um, noticed riding here, it's not appreciating any bumps and <laughs> it's <laughs> sort of um, become very... Yeah, which uh, I've got five days of gravel riding planned at the end of this week, so I'm starting to 
You'll can't. shake that poison straight <laughs> out of the system. And I'll just send my condolences to the bee who <laughs> made the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> and nice to know that there are enough bees around that you can just get randomly stung. But I bought a big, lovely big bunch of basil that uh, had two bees in it. There we go. Michael, (laughs) one of those lovely kooky sort of moments on a bicycle. Oh, uh, not so much kooky, but um, in dear, well, bringing joy to the heart. Um, It's it's amazing how many men and women, obviously parents, roaming around our near streets here on cargo bikes with one or two kids on the back, maybe with... A smaller bike trundling alongside. Um, that is just such an astonishing new thing to be happening for Melbourne. Um, and here in Yarra, <coughs> if I can be a bit parochial, um, it seems to be particularly positive. You know, there are, uh, e- e-bikes in the sense of e-cargo bikes are potentially going to have a big impact on our communities. Um, and maybe one day we can talk about that in a bit more detail. But anyway, that's that's my morning comment at the moment. Yeah, no, it's yeah. lovely to see. It's always a... And it's always lovely to watch this unfold because it's been happening gently now. It's yep. getting a bit of a crest of a wave on it. Yeah, um, yeah. I've even, somebody was talking to me the other day about an ability to hire them for a while and try them to see if they work for you and then that being in some sort of lease arrangement, which is... Yeah, um, that seems to be working quite well and trying to... Canberra's had um, a sort of um, library, a cargo bike library operation, so you could borrow a bike for a week, which my daughter who lives up there did and we... Subsequently, bought her a cargo bike. Got to yep. get it down here and had to ship it up. Yeah. But her two young boys, they just get on the back and they throw their arms in the air, <laughs> and they use it for roaming around and you know, going to school, going to kinder or childcare, um, and and for the family to get out. You know, Neil jumps on it with the kids and they go off roaming down yeah. around the lake yep. there. And they're very popular in. Yarra and Moreland. I know one of the schools in Moreland, one of the primary schools where my son used to go, was just a parade of cargo bikes in the morning. But they've just recently been involved in a program where parents could elect to be involved. Um, They would give in a cargo bike to use for a period of weeks, logged their use, and if at the end of that they wanted to, I think, enter into that lease-buy arrangement, um, they could and I think 75% decided to keep it. Wow. So I think they sell themselves. They do, <laughs> especially the, elect, you know, the, we used to joke 10 years ago the cargo bikes around Brunswick were the dad bikes because, yes. it, you know, yeah. it takes a bit of strength to get a bike with two kids mm. going. Um, it's not like Amsterdam where it's always as flat, mm. um, but um, the electric uh, motor makes a huge difference, makes it really accessible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it does. Uh, look, that just before I forget it, actually, which I usually do on a wonderful show, that quote was from Lewis J. Hale, uh, and actually it comes from 1947. So I think he's a bit out of date now because I with regard to adding electric power, I, yes. um, <laughs> put, putting it in, into a bicycle, I think, is a 
is a revolutionary development. And, yes, if you can do it, you electrify what you've got, yeah. then we've got to work on the power source. Yeah. But I... Um, and uh, the price of power and it's slow, but well, well there you, we you go. Pitch, <laughs> you pull it off your roof. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. Through your PVC. Yeah. You don't have to make green hydrogen at your own no, place. No, you no. can actually do it sometime else. Yep. Uh, this is not a downer. I had, um, during one of our really big uh, rainstorms over the last month, I actually got caught in the middle of Edinburgh Gardens. And I've got to say, it was one of those times where you either... You just have to give it up to nature. And I've never seen so much water in my boots or pouring off the bike. (laughs) Mm. And I thought at one stage I should stop here for a while. And I thought, well, I'm not going to get any drier stopping. And it was really funny. And, of course, then ran in the two people I know who were out (laughs) in the rain as well, which was quite funny. Uh, Oh, for a bit more rain. Well, Faith, have we got a little bit of news? Just... Um, um a couple of things I wanted to mention. Um, the Castlemaine to Maryborough Rail Trail is uh, looking for donations. Fantastic development. Yep. Yeah. Um, donation, they want, they're hoping to raise some money to allow them to progress the project to the next stage and get maybe some grant funding and that. So I think uh, in the first six days of the month they raised – probably about 75% of what they need, so they just need uh, a little bit more. But if you'd like to make a donation to that, you can go to cmrailtrail.org.au and you'll find a lot of information about a really great potential rail trail and how to make a donation. Mm. And as usual, we will also post the link Mm. in the podcast. A couple of weeks ago, I signed on. On member number forty-one, and <laughs> gave them a small donation. Yeah, no. yeah, no. It'll be a, a great project, um, and gradually working those that sort of east-west direction over. Yeah, it's, developing a cluster up there. I'm yeah. been heavily involved with rail trails, <clears throat> me, and um, yeah, it's it's so encouraging to see that development coming yeah. about. And nice to see Castlemaine starting to it's a it's a good hub geographically. It fits into a lot of nice little niches. You can go west or you can go east. It actually yeah. is and a lot of different environments, a lot of different forests. Well the other Castlemaine Bendigo Heathcote news is some listeners may be familiar with the two bus routes. Uh, run by Moreland buses that have bike racks on the front. Mm. So these were trialled in 2016 and the trial has been sort of kept going. Um, The Victorian government will now be providing those bike racks to bus routes that service Castlemaine, Bendigo and Heathcote. Which And it's particularly useful there, I think. I mean, having just spent a few weeks in Castlemaine, (laughs) there's some big hills every time. There are um, indeed. Which, you know, we were happy to ride up. But if you're talking about, again, accessibility and everyone being able to um, uh, get around or make the connections between different rail trails, if you are touring, um, the buses could be really useful. And speaking of cargo bikes, Castlemaine is a little bit Northcote, Brunswick with the cargo bikes. It's the morning's primary school drop-off. It's a... Cargo Bike Central and, of course, the electric ones because those hills are yeah. significant. And it's, you know, as Jackie Frostacki once said, it, it's not about sweating. It's not a 
It's not a get fitness thing. It is actually just going from A to B and going about your business and making a less imprint than you should. Yeah. Yeah. And the very last thing I'll quickly mention is the Tegenvind Feats Championships were held in the Netherlands overnight on Sunday. Wind uh, gusts up to 90 kilometres per hour. This is the headwind championships that are held every year on a really stormy weekend. Um, and they ride a typical upright Dutch bicycle into the wind Um I can't tell you who won, but uh, you can look that up. It's always the photos are always well worth, worth it. Yeah. Yeah, sore legs, probably. <laughs> it's no such thing as a headwind. You've just got a little bit of a problem, yeah. <laughs> uh, which reminds me. I was listening to Radio National the other day, and they gave the results of I think it was the World Champ um, Cyclocross, and the both announcers were. Shocked to discover that there was such a thing as cyclocross <laughs> that they managed to avoid it for 120 years, years. Uh, which was quite funny. Now we're going to be back talking about the uh, Yarrabug Active Transport Committee just after this little message. <laughs> 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. And you're back listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show with Val and Faith and our guest today, Michael Oxer, from the Yarra Active Transport Advisory Committee. Correct. We thought yep. it would be a good uh, opportunity to kick off the year. Um, it's a new committee. Yes. Uh, and so this is a good time for listeners to hear about what the how the, where the committee sits in Yarra, what it does, and uh, how they can get involved or have some input. Yeah, I, my understanding is that this new advisory committee has evolved out of the earlier bicycle user group um, structure. <clears throat> it's been through um, a fairly major review. Anyway, the council made the decision to jump into it. There were probably about 24, 25 people put their names forward. Eight community members have been appointed. I'm interested to find out where are those other 12 or 14 people because they're a resource we don't want to lose track of as mm. well. Yeah. So we now have um, a committee that's got two councillors and usually someone like Philip Mallis who looks after the on-the-ground development stuff. So that's um, a council officer. Council officer, yeah. yeah. So the first meeting has been a Zoom meeting, which has all its inherent <laughs> limitations. But um, one of the committee members during that meeting suggested that maybe we need to have a bit of a getting-together, go out and see what's on. And uh, he's interested in doing a walking wander around Alf uh, Abbotsford. And I offered to try to cobble together a bit of a thing for to go for a bike ride. 
I live up in on the corner of Holden Street and uh, Ray Street, so that's my pad up there, my territory. Um, and over the last couple of years with the lockdown, I've ridden hundreds and hundreds of kilometres, repeat kilometres, <laughs> all the way, all around within that 5 day limit, yes. which did allow us to get down to Vic Market to do our shopping. Um, so I, I um, yeah, put together a bit of a meandering route and offered that to the committee and we had, um, there were five of us, ended up... Um, we met at uh, uh, down in North Richmond on Elizabeth Street. I was interested to get the committee to have a look at two places. Most of them know the area fairly well anyway, but the uh, the pop-up lane, the shared lane situation in uh, Elizabeth Street has been a bit of a contested matter, and uh, my understanding is it's still before the council, so let's have a look at that. The other one was Park Street in the north, just to the south of the Inner Circle Shared Pathway, mm-hmm. which is an interesting uh, contra flow, depending on which block you're riding through, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. uh, and how you get onto it and how you get off it. And um, looking at um, Falconer Street um, and uh, potentially some of the shimmy type. Uh, lane opportunity or yeah shimmy situations where you can be wandering through so it was looking at I I guess basically there are three levels of permeability one is what you call the principal bicycle network and they've they've been in on the ground for a long time the big major transit type routes then you've got um, a local government area situation where um, you have highly significant other routes, and Yarra seems to be doing a pretty good job in getting those shown on the ground so you can find your way around. And then you've got the minor... An example of one of them for listeners would be Napier Street. Napier Street's fantastic. Um, And we, we came up Napier Street as part of the access getting into the northern section, very interesting, and thanks to whoever made the decision, signed off to rebuild the on the north side of Alexandra Parade that Napier Street intersection um, going over to the swimming yep. pool. Yeah, yep. yep. there are a few issues um, around there because as you get um, uh, you get more people um, realizing they can make use of that point you start to get uh, issues about is there enough space to, yeah. to manage it and, and the traffic light coordination and so on. Um, the other big one is Falconer Street um, from Rushall Station heading south. Mm-hmm. You end up in Edinburgh Gardens. You pick up the Napier Street route. You can come right down here. Yeah. You know, that, so, um, yeah, our little wander, um, we... We were mixing it with quite a lot of other bike riders, which was really encouraging. There are a lot of motor cars <laughs> on Saturday afternoon as well, uh, people getting out and about. Yeah. The um, Look, I've just... Um, um, it's a long time since I've been to the Bicycle Advisory Committee, I must admit. I used to go along quite regularly. Um, 
Chris, who uh, Chris Dar, who does yep. the show on Mondays, is very regular contributor. Yep. She's to a it. member of this new committee. Good. Yep. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, memory and a lot of uh, in, in Chris and the way people have been to those for a long time. Yeah. Um, I was always uh, the impression that um, they do really get things done. I just as a point of. Uh, just to talk about a couple of things, I've noticed in the last six months there uh, have been um, the bicycle go-ahead lights at the corner of Church Street and Hyatt Street. Mm-hmm. There's been a complete fix-up of um, um, oh, the road that runs along, uh, crosses Elizabeth Street um, down near uh, the Housing Commission flats there where the school kids um, on Lennox Street Lennox Street sorry Lennox is that crossing with yeah. Lennox and Elizabeth which yeah. used to be terrible you'd actually yeah. have to get hit, off your bike hits. and hit the button yeah. now all pressured censored which has really changed that street completely yeah yeah and um, it's interesting how just small things make a difference the shaving down the bluestones at the corner mm. of Napier Street and Gertrude, uh, Gertrude Street yeah, makes a huge run difference. Into a yeah, <laughs> or you actually, they're really quite very, dangerous. Very hard on bikes. I'll shake that beasting <laughs> out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, yeah, they really are starting. There were concrete changes on the ground, yeah, and, and that, very quickly, mm. just in the last year. Yeah, well, um, Yarra was um, scored um, uh, one of uh, well. Darabin's lost a, a good operator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has, yeah, has gained it. Um, yeah, it, it's some of that fine detail stuff is where you need to be going backwards and forwards, say, through an intersection. And there are two intersections that really bug me on St George's Road. One is Holden Street and the other is uh, Scotchmere. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, it's interesting, the Holden Street one, if you're coming, going west from the east, there's a bus trigger. The bus has got a B, comes up on the lantern. Yep. I interpret that as B is bike. <laughs> so it gives me a head start. Yep. Um, but the head start idea, you know, even if it's only seven or eight or nine, maybe ten seconds, is so important for clearing the intersection so that the bigger vehicles that are occupying it, A, they're alerted to the fact that there are bicycle riders moving into that intersection and through it, um, and and just gives, well, from my point of view, uh, gives me greater confidence. And I always, I've got an electric-powered bike, um, and I'll click it up a notch so I can take off quickly. I'll be away before yeah. the cars have even got hit the accelerator to yeah. get going. So <clears throat> looking at some of those situations, I think of the, some of the sort of stuff. And then out on the, you know, with Moreland, uh, we've, got, um, we've got some interface intersections and I think there needs to be better coordination about looking at those points, say, yep. on Nicholson Street. Um, anyway, you'll, I don't want to get <laughs> get me going on this. And, uh, there's a world of stuff to talk about, yeah. 
it remind me that every uh, I'm keep calling it bicycle advisory committee. I'm sorry, the active transport committee is it still open to anybody who wants to come along? I'm well. It's been a Zoom meeting, so yep. I don't know how the meeting structure will be set up. Um, I guess once we can meet in person, it'll probably be in one of the council properties. Um, I don't know. You'll have to ask yep. Yep. one of the councillors about that. Yep. 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 And one of one of the big things about them was it actually <clears> gave room for anybody who had a problem and who wanted to go to the committee and bring it up and yeah, access well, to that's it. that's really important. Yep. And coming back to the point, there were other people who were interested in trying to get onto this committee yep. Yep. to engage them, to draw them in, because I think their potential for working group uh, opportunities to go and look at a particular situation. I'm keen to get hold of some plans or maps, you know, A3 size, to actually have a look at a plan on the ground, see what's there and where the, the glitches might be and how we might then start thinking ahead yep. in terms of developments. In, in terms of the whole, how it all fits together. That's right. Yeah. 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 And, of course... You know, we just mentioned the northern part of the city, but the southern part of the city is a different ball game. Again, mm. it's got a different demography, it's got a different geography, uh, it's a more complex road network, it's got commercial stuff thrown in. Um, yeah, so um, looking at that in detail is is important, yeah. and that's that's the sort of thing that this advisory committee so. Those of us, the committee, as in people, as members, we need to know what the heck's on the ground, yeah. um, so that when things are discussed, it's it's talked about intelligently. You have the context and yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, not all just theoretical. Yeah, no, or um, utopian grand plans, <laughs> which I can fall prey to. I must admit a fair bit. Oh, you, <laughs> that, <laughs> utopian plans fall over because there's no money. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> finding the money to get things done is the is very clear. I realise that actually. I'm a great believer in a universal income, and somebody said, "Well, that'll only work if none of us have got jobs and the machines do it all." I said, yeah. "I hadn't thought of it that way." <laughs> <laughs> um, do usually the meetings are scheduled? Usually, I think about once a month. Are they no, record? no, no. That's, that's uh, going to be quarterly. four a year. Four yeah. a year. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean that there can't be... Well, it gives room for doing things like we did on Saturday, you know, get out yeah. and have a look around. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Get on the ground and see how things work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And the details for the advisory committee will be, I think, on the Yarra Council website. So. They are. Yeah, I, I would hope that there will be um, a page, if you like, on yep. the website because this is such an important matter in my view, my yeah, humble opinion, yeah. um, let's get the information out there so the community at large can know what's going on and how things are moving along. Yeah. So there can be a reporting and because there's a, a community education thing. Yeah. And one of Yarra's catchphrases over the last three years in a lot of community discussions is, have your say. Indeed. And I think they've, they've, you've yep. got to make them live by that. Sign and, on and have your say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're building on good work. Yarra, first city council in Melbourne, get 10% modal transport bicycles. Yep. So it's, we're building on that all yep. the time. Yep. 
Yep. And thanks very much for coming in, Michael. Um, that's all we have time for today. It you... is, but um, <laughs> Chris will be back next week. Next and week. jump onto the Arrow website. You'll find all those things. They're always open to suggestions, and those little suggestions like Shave Bluestone really do make a difference. There's nothing too small. Yeah. And coming up next is... Sheba. Well, thanks for the opportunity, incidentally. Yeah. Our pleasure. Right. Uh